Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Lives We Can Save. We are your hosts, Nasa Patel, Savannah Fortune, Tamara Saunders-Gibbons, Madison Claflin, and Thomas Eccles. And we are excited that you are joining us to discuss a very important conversation that many of us have been hearing all over the news and media. China has identified the cause of a mysterious new virus. Coronavirus. Coronavirus. There are fears a rapidly spreading virus has reached Australia. This is a rapidly emerging situation where there is not a cause for alarm. The first U.S. case has been detected. There's confirmation the coronavirus has reached Australia. China is urging its citizens not to travel abroad as it struggles to contain the virus. We will be standing up Christmas Island as a quarantine area. Foreign nationals coming from China are now banned from entering the country. Today, we will be talking about the impact that COVID-19 has had on public health globally and some things that you can do to help your community and the rest of the world. We would like to start off this podcast by sharing a story about Elsa Amaya, a 24-year-old woman who began an exciting journey of becoming a first-time parent in January of 2020. However, a few months into her pregnancy, she started experiencing strange symptoms and had difficulty catching her breath. After being admitted to John Hopkins Medical Center, she learned that she tested positive for COVID-19 and was suffering from respiratory failure and severe pneumonia. She mentions that it is still hard to talk about, especially the dangerous situation she and her unborn baby were both put into. It is often common that we hear many Elsa stories and those like it. Among these individuals are profound common denominators a fear of how COVID can impact us individually and how our choices can impact others around us. The COVID-19 pandemic has shown that everyday life can drastically change and that our actions can help or harm those around us. A recent statistic communicates that almost 244 million people have been affected by COVID-19 globally. Of those people, almost 4.9 million have lost their lives to the virus. Sadly, this is projected to be an un- undercount, meaning that untapped populations have not even been combined with this data. While many of these people may be your neighbors, friends, or family members that pop up in our heads, a majority are not. There are varying groups, populations, and classifications of people that have been lost in these statistics. So it is especially important to look into what these differences are and how the differences can affect these special groups. Looking into a domestic perspective, we can still see noticeable variants among groups of differing socioeconomic status and ethnicity. Indigenous Americans, Blacks, and Latinos are statistically more at risk to see negative outcomes as a result of COVID-19 in comparison to white communities. Oftentimes, these populations do not receive as much systemic support as they need for everyday health care. So in terms of living through a pandemic, the lack of support was only amplified. Disparities in COVID-19 relief resources were a key factor in seeing this widening gap of how groups falling into different categories of socioeconomic status did not always receive the same quality of care and support from a public health perspective. It is already known that marginalized groups such as Black Americans and Latinos are disproportionately affected when it comes to health care. 
The effects of COVID-19 have only worsened this issue as it also applies to minority medical professionals. As one article highlights, 83% of minority physicians agree that COVID-19 has shed light on the inequalities in the healthcare system. This is a pattern that is strongly identifiable within the United States and is clearly correlated with a country's level of development or GDP. And even though a country might be considered developed, the socioeconomic status of a person living within one of those countries is still directly linked to that individual's access to quality health care. So, let's dive deeper into the widening health care inequality that was highlighted throughout the timeline of COVID-19. There are noticeable differences between countries of differing levels of development noted by their gross domestic product. Similarly, there are discrepancies among different marginalized populations and races. Throughout the pandemic, underdeveloped countries have faced a 69% decrease in income compared to a 45% decrease in income in developed countries. This statistic alone sheds light on the correlation between a country's level of development and the impact COVID-19 had on their population. Looking at further differences, individual income disparities between lesser and more developed countries is only one of many factors. Let's look further at some statistics relating to more healthcare inequalities during the COVID-19 pandemic. Since the release of the vaccine, COVID-19 mortality rates have decreased in more developed countries. However, lesser developed countries still continue to see spikes in COVID-19 related mortality. Globally, countries with lower socioeconomic status have some of the highest cases of fatality rates. The Coronavirus Resource Center at John, John Hopkins University shows that the top rates range from 5% to almost 20%. Yemen, Sudan, Syria, and Taiwan are only a handful of these countries, but they help to highlight the burden of COVID-19 on countries that have lower socioeconomic status. According to NPR News, 97% of the people who are walking into the hospital right now with problems due to COVID-19 are unvaccinated. We can especially see this disproportionately affecting those of lower socioeconomic status. Both capital, such as hospital beds, vaccines, and ventilators, as well as human resources like nurses, doctors, and respiratory therapists show uneven resource distribution among marginalized populations. Individuals who come from every level of society, state, country, race, age, and background are affected by this life-threatening virus. Not only is this systematic problem affecting the United States domestically, but it is a global problem affecting populations worldwide. There are things that we can all do at the community level and beyond to help lessen the burden of COVID-19. As members of the community, there are many ways we can collaborate to benefit the public health regarding COVID-19. Domestically, we saw the relocation of nurses, doctors, and other healthcare professionals to cities in desperate need of COVID-related aid, like New York City. We can make the same impact globally by distrib distributing and temporarily relocating healthcare workers among lesser developed countries heavily burdened by the lack of COVID-19 resources. There are also smaller scale everyday solutions that everyone can be partaking in as their part in stopping the spread of the virus. Basic hygiene is first and foremost. The simplest being wash your hands. This is the easiest and most beneficial way to prevent the spread. 
Taking care of your body by eating right and exercising to support a strong immune system is also very important. Keeping a clean environment is also crucial in slowing down exposures throughout populations. Door handles, sinks, elevator buttons, etc. are all high contact and should be sanitized regularly. Lastly, and most importantly, creating a physical barrier by wearing masks can significantly reduce the spread. This is specifically important in the global perspective in regards to travel as in airplanes, boats, and other forms of international transit. As of November 2021, federal data shows that 58.4% of people worldwide have received at least one dose of the COVID-19 vaccine. This is a little over half of the world, but nowhere near enough to stop COVID-19-related deaths from occurring daily. It is important that every person throughout communities do their part in putting an end to this pandemic. Everyone wishes to return back to a normal life and partake in activities that the pandemic put an end to. So get vaccinated, not only for your personal well-being, but for the people surrounding you. If countries as a whole can reach high vaccination rates and ultimately herd immunity, the transmission from person to person becomes highly unlikely. I chose to get vaccinated to protect my stepmom who has an autoimmune disorder and can't. I chose to get vaccinated because of my aunt who has had a malignant brain tumor. I chose to get vaccinated to protect my grandparents. I chose to get vaccinated to prevent spreading COVID-19 to those around me. I chose to get vaccinated for a family friend that almost passed away from COVID-19. By providing information on the importance and benefits of having resources for hospitals, wearing masks, and being vaccinated, together we can reduce the number of cases and deaths that are experienced due to the coronavirus. As a whole, we all have experienced this pandemic through a different lens and we all have our own story. It is up to us to come together as one and make a change to fight this virus.